Jesse Douglas Smith McGraw, and this is What Moves You with Jesse. I'm a transformative coach on a mission to share an understanding of how our minds work that challenges how we react to life and our thoughts. I love to share stories and common sense ideas that empower you to take charge of yourself in a way that brings immediate and profound change. What I know to be true is that we are all innately healthy and doing our best with the thinking we have available to us on a moment-to-moment basis. And waking up to this will change what moves you. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. Today is a treat <laughs> because our guest has not only made thousands of his own listeners and fans feel tucked in with his tips and tricks on how to make life beautiful in your home, but he has been an ever growing friend of mine that has shown me what it's like to create little delights in my life that make life feel that much more precious. Theodore Leaf has gone from being a celebrity hairstylist to TV personality to chef and homemaker extraordinaire. And what I so appreciate about what he shares today is that it doesn't matter what career you're in or what your background is. The themes of what was going on inside of him as he kept trying to bridge the gap of living a more authentic life is something we all go through. He shares his personal experience with walking through the unknown of change, how that feels, and what was helpful for him to begin to find his foundation, his truth, his why, that is the motor to his vehicle of life. And of course, he shares some of his tips that make homemaking delightful. (laughs) Without further ado, here is Theodore Leaf. Hi, Teddy. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I did want to just start off by saying thank you so much for joining me. It is such an honor because I think you are really big, bright light in this world. And um, I couldn't be more grateful. Oh, shining right back at you, babe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very, very grateful for you and all the wonderful work you do. So I'm thrilled to to share a conversation with the, the, the podcast world. Yeah. Thank you so much. So a little bit about, um, you from my perspective, and then I would love for you to share more about you. Cause that's why we're here, but just so everybody knows Theodore leaf, who I will refer to as Teddy throughout the podcast, um, has become a very dear friend of mine and we've also worked together, but, um, he has had an incredible journey of really kind of navigating how to help people experience really beautiful transformation to become, you know, kind of share their insides more on their outsides. That's, that's, the, that's the most umbrella way that I can, I can describe it. Um, he'll give us more details, of course. But, um, you know, I know you kind of started in the beauty world and, and, and navigated the entertainment world. And, and now what really just touches my heart is you've kind of come back to 
your home base, your roots of what you, and this is what we'll dive into more, more so today, but, um, your, what you focus on that is so important for you, for you to share with the world that other people hear that is so touching for me is the importance of, of, um, creating a really beautiful environment and a really beautiful home. And no matter your circumstances, you don't have to have a million dollars in and in this million dollar home in order to do it. It's in the little touches that you are kind of sharing with us are important to, to create for our own self-worth and our own self-love and our own experience in our homes. I mean, you know, just like I said to you before we jumped on, I was inspired to light a candle before our interview. And that is such um, a testament to your influence on you, you on my life, because there's little things that I wouldn't have done before. Cause you think, Oh, you only light candles for guests or only you only make a big fancy dinner for guests, or you only straighten up when people are coming over. And it's really changed my life and flipped the script to realize that it's actually more important to do those things for me. And then it's just, you know, cherry on the Sunday when somebody gets to come over and experience it. Mm. So um, that is what Teddy does. And on a, you know, on a small scale and on a large scale for everybody who's, who is out there listening. We've got, he's, he actually just told me that he's back on the Kelly Clarkson show coming up in the next few days. So you can experience him in many different ways, but I'm going to hand it back over to you now, Teddy. Can you share a little bit about, you tell us more specifically what you are doing now, and then I'll navigate the conversation to kind of get into more detail. So where are you now? Well, now I'm in my office, <laughs> but besides that, just kidding. I, it's been such an interesting journey because for the past several years, I've been in a professional transition, a creative transition, and it's been very, a very complicated uh, water to navigate. And what I've really come to understand is I was so focused on the what and the how of everything, which in reflecting I needed to do, but I lost the why in such a drastic and disheartening way to where and I've told you this before, I felt like I was haunting my house. I felt like I was not in my body, not in my mind. And I felt completely trapped. And it was the strangest thing. It's like feeling like you're trapped and knowing you're trapped, but having no idea if you'll ever get out and or how to do that. And what's been such an incredible progression is really connecting with that why piece. And that's been something that started with our first session together. And what really came for that, and every time I've explained this to anybody, I've described it the same way, 
that was like a spiritual lightning bolt into the center of my head. Like I, it, I, I wish there was like a version of it on camera because <laughs> it was so profound. And what's interesting is I think that every single listener out there, we all want instant gratification and we all want that light bulb moment that just kind of clicks everything into place. And what I've had to really respect is the journey and the process because what started with that lightning bolt moment has evolved and manifested itself to where it was like sort of like a slow melt. And then I had several other key moments through that journey that got me out of it. And I remember the first time taking a deep breath and feeling like, it's over. I'm back. Literally feeling that way. And it's, it's, it's so different than I ever experienced, than I ever thought it would be. And what's been so interesting is how easy it is now that I'm on the other side, but I'm also very confused of how did I get there? But to be honest, I'm so just jazz to move forward that I really don't have the time or space to even like unpack those bags. I just threw them out of the convertible. (laughs) 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 And so in going through that, and, and as Jesse said, I, I share food content, I share home content. I show you how to, you know, how to organize, how to decorate all these things through YouTube, Instagram website, all, all of that television, whatever. I, after going through this transition, I have felt so called and so compelled to share. And the reason is, is because I felt so alone and so isolated and like I couldn't breathe. And I had this experience with another creator, actually. Um, Her name is Elena from the Darling Academy. And her platform is about owning the fact that you love being a homemaker. Uh, There's also a movement called Trad Wife, which means traditional housewife. And I reached out to her and I said, I just have to be honest with you. I really connect with what you're saying. And I'm a gay man in Los Angeles and she's this fabulous homemaker mom in England. And she wrote me back and was like, I get this all the time from gay men, from lots of different people. And I was so grateful that she was open to my, you know, interpretation of what being a trad wife might be. Um, And we, I read her book and we connected and I interviewed her on my podcast and it changed my life. It was learning her experience made me not feel alone anymore. And then seeing the comments on her Instagram and listening to her doing podcasts, we had, this girl and I have such a similar past, such a similar journey, single mom busy working. When we started our careers, we ran into that. We did that. And it really clicked for me. And it started with the session with you where 
um, for everybody out there, my other sort of life, it does feel like two lives, was I moved to LA and became a celebrity hairstylist. I worked very hard to do that. I assisted for free for years and, you know, really worked super hard and, and got to experience incredible things, had a fabulous career, made tons of money, bought a house, all the things. And at 30, I was like, now what? And that's how I've always described it. But what I didn't really understand I was actually feeling was, and I've always said this, I said, you know, you can't be a celebrity hairstylist and not care about the celebrity world. And I just didn't care. It did not get me up out of bed in the morning to get an email to say, you're going to do Taylor Swift's hair, which I had done. And she's lovely, but it just didn't get it. I just didn't get it anymore. It just didn't. And you have to really care. And I just was checked out. And so with Elena, her experience, she was working in the corporate beauty world. And, you know, that cutthroat kind of like girls on girls, like catty kind of vibe. And she's like, this is just not me. And so in my experience, what I learned is this is just not me anymore. It's not that I wasn't on that journey and that none of that was real. It's just that it, it was, it was a chapter that opened and closed, but what you shared with me was all of those things happened to me to show me what's possible. And I was still mourning the loss of that identity and having a massive identity crisis. And so for me to have the opportunity to sort of have a different vision, I, I had to publicly come out yet again and say, not that I ever really came out. I came out when I was 14. That was such a joke. Um, but <laughs> I had to come out publicly and say, you know what? My home and my husband are the most important thing in my life. And my family, like my home, my husband, and my family are center and core of my purpose in this world. And everything else has to happen around that. And that understanding and honesty has changed my life, changed my relationship with every single person that I interact with. And it's, it's a constant sort of process and journey. Um, and it's, it is like working out, but it gets easier every day. Yes. That was it's, a very long answer. <laughs> no, it was an amazing answer because you've gotten me, you've got my wheels greased. So thank you. So what I'm hearing from you is that in this process, and I think we do it over and over again for the rest of our lives, <laughs> because <clears throat> I resonate a lot with what you're talking about when coming into this work that I share now and, and working with people one-on-one. -on -one. And then in the last couple of months, which I think I shared a little bit about with you when I came over and, and we had dinner a uh, few weeks ago in this last couple of months, I went through yet again, another one of kind of realizing I am same kind of thing that you hit when you were 30 with the hair. It's like, you know, I've, I'm coming up on four years of, of, running my practice and it's at a place that I dreamt of at the beginning. 
It's, 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 I have, I have arrived to that dream and I'm realizing that there's more to be had. I'm realizing that there's a, there, you know, the last couple of months I had, you know, kind of like this spidey sense that something was shifting and changing inside of me. And I couldn't really see what that looked like. I didn't, it was a dream that didn't have edges. It had a lot of fog around it. And frankly, it kind of tossed me into some judgment in my mind around why aren't you content with where you are? Because this is where you've always dreamt of being. And I kind of got into a, a place in my mind of having some thinking around, some insecure thinking around what does it mean about what I'm doing with my work? Does it mean I'm, I'm needing to like leave this this, this beautiful practice that I've built and this, this work that I, that I care so passionately, passionately about. And it was an interesting kind of moment where it kind of, I, it's amazing what our mind does when it's just, when our soul and our heart kind of knows there's something more and yet our mind hasn't caught up yet. And so it starts to make all of these assumptions and, you know, have all of these pictures around what it could potentially mean. And thank God I can, un- I have this understanding, right, of my mind because there was a part of me that knew that was like sitting back in the background, knowing that my mind was doing a million things that I wasn't in control of and that I was okay underneath it all. That was the thing that was my saving grace because it didn't, you know, in the old days, it would have dumped me into a big old depression. But this time it was like, something's off. This is interesting. And then there was a lot of insecure thinking that came with it. And I just had to keep kind of recognizing, okay, I see you there, but I don't, I don't really have an understanding of what, 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 what's going on here. I can feel there's a shift, but I don't know what's happening. So anyway, so being on the other side, feeling that experience of realizing like, oh, I'm actually still absolutely in love with what I'm doing. But what occurred to me was, is I'm ready to, for more, I'm ready to add on to it, you know, do, do it, do things in a bigger way. So being on the other side, I know what you mean by that feeling of, oh, you can almost breathe easier again, because now it's like, oh, you feel back, you feel back in your body, settled in, in the truth of who you are. So in hearing all of your experience, um, it sounds to me like you really, even though it took a little bit of time of kind of chipping away at the David, you know, as as I like to say, (laughs) this giant mold of clay that you just kept chipping away at, right? It sounds to me like what you've kind of come home to, home being inside of yourself, is really the truth of who you are. And what, what absolutely resonates with Teddy as a human being. So that way you now get to just be yourself and show up to the world in that way. Does that feel right? Absolutely. It's, it's understanding that place that you come from. Yes. And discovering that in a more meaningful way. And when you were explaining what you just went through, something that came to me that I think might clarify for the listeners is it's kind of like, imagine trying to receive a package, but they just can't find your house. Yes. 
And, and so like you can focus on the chaos, which is all those thoughts that are coming into your head. But once you do, do have an understanding, like the package is coming, it just might not be on your timeline. It yeah. does make you not focus on that part that can put you into a tailspin or a depression or whatever. And I just, I had to share that because like I heard exactly what you were saying. And like, I, I wanted everyone to kind of really hold on to that because it's something that that you say in so many different ways and present in so many different forms. Uh, I just, and it's been so helpful because it really works. It just does like that concept as a tool you can always come back to. Yes. Cause those thoughts will always enter your head. They just will. Oh. Okay. But at the same time, you just have a different relationship to them. Once you've done the work. Exactly. So huge. So something I would love to kind of poke around with, with you is that because and if you're willing to share a little bit, what's kind of interesting, something I have noticed is when I've seen it in myself, I've seen it in my husband, I've seen it in a lot of different folks who kind of come around to this feeling of, oh, here I am again, is that it oftentimes is what we were already doing when we were little oh yeah and, oh. <laughs> and I, I i know exactly what you're saying <laughs> i mean kind i mean essentially uh, maybe I, i'll go with a little statement you could tell me if, if i'm missing the beat here but i was just with a friend the other day and it was so funny i was telling her about she's a producer and I was talking to her about an old school Martha Stewart show format that I like. And I have this app that has all the old episodes on it. And so I showed her this episode and she's like, she says, well, I, she said, Oh, well, I wasn't like watching this when I was a kid. And I was like, Oh, I was like, this is all I like. This was my escape. This was my, and what I never never like brushed up on and was like really aware of was the fact that like a that's not necessarily normal for a seven-year-old to just be like living their best life wishing they had a KitchenAid mixer wanting nothing more than you know matching jars of 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 dry goods lined up you know I would have much preferred to have, you know, renovated a kitchen than have, I don't know, gotten a video game display. You know, I remember actually, it's like my, my uh, family got me a Sony PlayStation and I was like, I don't want a Sony PlayStation. I would much prefer for you to let me like actually use the stove. <laughs> I would actually prefer for there not to be a bin of unmatched socks. In the, you know what I really want is to open up a VHS tape and the actual tape is in the actual container. That's what I really want, you know? And I would just dream. I would, and it's so interesting because you're like, you were talking about how you had this dream for your, your practice. It's like, you kind of have to, and you see these memes flying around all the time on Instagram stuff. You kind of do have to have that moment where you think about yourself as a child, looking back at yourself now, and that person, that child would probably be very excited about where you are, but we're always like on to the next thing. And it's hard to, 
always remember that you do need to take that beat, you know, and, and, and really respect that. And it's like, I look around my house and it's like, it is certainly a version of that vision. And I do get to share that with my friends and family. And I do realize those seeds were planted really early on and that that home life not being what I wanted it to be was very hurtful for me and very hard to deal with and very um I always joked before I moved here that like in Ohio I was like I was out of where I was supposed to be I did not like Ohio. I love Ohio now, like as nostalgic, but growing up, I wanted more and different. Now I can look back on it and be like, God, I wish I could just get some really good apple cider. <laughs> but, but, you know, at the time I just was so like antsy and I just, I really wanted to live with my grandparents. They, they had a different life and, and it was calm. And it was clean and organized and it was beautiful in, in, in this different way. And so I really, I wanted to, I just had this internal struggle. And I remember even at their house, I would grab the Christmas candles in July because that's the only candles they had and set the table to eat the fish that we just caught out on the lake and fried. Nothing fancy, but... I wanted to mark that occasion and I wanted it to look a certain way. And so it's like, and I remember my first ever real party was helping my Nana host my aunt's uh, bridal shower. And she was so ahead of her time, mismatched plates, beautiful. She made custom linens for the whole thing. And like, it just was this really beautiful day. And I, that was my Christmas. I was just, I can taste the orange muffins that we made. Like I, I will never forget a piece of that day. And yeah. So at the end of the day, yeah, for sure. You do come back to that. And, and the coming back part is really getting into the way it feels. Yes. Which is something that if you would have said this to me a year ago, I would have been like, but I'd rather really perfect my bechamel or I'd rather really, you know, I want to, I'd rather learn how to, you know, build a bookcase or something. Like, I, I just, I'm like, I don't have time for that. But what's interesting is, you know, how people see things in you that you don't see in you. Yeah. So I did a casting for um, the producers of Queer Eye uh scout productions and i wanted this show more than i wanted air in my lungs it was a wedding show my family owns a bridal store since i was seven come on like, come on come on i've done it all and i wanted that show so bad i did not get that show as before i found out i didn't get that show they call me and they're like and i remember i was in a yoga class and i get the call and my heart stopped I like went into a yoga room, which you should never be in a yoga room on the phone. No one was there. I was not around anyone, but I'm like, I have to take this call. And so like, I run out and take the call and they're like, Hey, we really want to put you up for this other show. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Other show? I'm still waiting to find out about the other, other show. Yes. Poor, poor me, all these offers coming in. But <laughs> so I, 
I'm like, okay, sure, Gary. <laughs> that wasn't his name, but I'm like, <laughs> my heart is literally in your hands, Queen. But okay. So I go, I do this casting, and they're like, they want me to be the like the emotional empath on this show about helping small businesses. And I'm like, y'all are out of your gate. What are you talking about? My friend always says, girl, you out of your country. Like, (laughs) I'm like, what? So I do the casting and they're like, tell us about a time when you've done mediation. I'm like, I haven't done mediation. Who are you talking to? (laughs) And then I like, I calmed down and I was like, all right. I'm like, well, you know, I guess, you know, when I worked at the bridal store, I would have to like help the mom understand that the girl wants this dress or like work with that or like as as a hairstylist it's always moms and daughters like the mom comes in i want her hair long the girl wants bangs and a bob and you have to kind of like give and take and give and take and you're right in the middle or you're doing a style and then you know the the fashion stylist is like well i don't know i was thinking a side part and it's just like so yeah, I, I'm like answering my own question. Like, yeah, I've been doing mediation since I could breathe, um, but I didn't realize it. And so of course I get the damn job <laughs> and I'm like, what, what on earth am I going to do with this? And that job, that role. So we, it, there were three roles. There was a business person, a design person and a people person. I was the people person. So that role I mean, it was heavy. I mean, we're talking family drama. We're talking addiction. We're talking race. We're talking, I mean, we're going all the heavy stuff in the baggage. That's all there was in there. And I'm like holding people in my arms while they're crying. This was obviously pre-COVID. I'm like, you know, sitting in a room having to tell someone that they are lying to me (laughs) with three cameras around. And I mean, some of those days I, I came home and just held my dog and like had to like have a nap because it was so heavy. This long story will lead us to the point was I had to see in myself that the feeling part of the of all of it was actually something that I connected with and could be helpful And then I had the natural ability to connect with strangers, find common ground, and maybe help them through something or help them see something in a different way. I am an eternal optimist, and that helped. And so what's been so interesting is that job happened. We were going to do a season two. COVID happened. And then it was delayed, delayed, delayed. And then it's not happening at the moment. I still think it could come back in a different form. But it taught me so much about me, to be honest. I'd be like, I wish, you know, it's kind of a little bit selfish to say, but like it, it, it did. I really, it was, it was almost like, I don't know, like a master's degree in empathy and like, and like really understanding like where my gifts lie yeah. and where I can be of service and be helpful. And in the business that I, that I'm in, you know, that's, that's the name of the game. But when I look at the landscape, no one's talking about it. Yeah. That's my job. Yes. And I'm so in it and so called, whereas before 
I had a very take it or leave it feeling about my audience because I started on YouTube in 2006 or seven. Like I was one of the first, (laughs) one of the first. And I remember the first time I did a video, I got all these comments and it was so complex to me because it wasn't like it is today where we're all used to that. It was the first time strangers are commenting on this thing. I had done some television before, but you don't get comments. There is no social around it. You just either get renewed or not, like, or you get asked back or not. It's very cagey. But with this, it was so immediate. And I had a very hard time believing that that was real and that those people were real people that mattered. Yes. And meanwhile, the comments were lovely. I loved that haircut. I'm taking it to my hairstylist. I, I'll let you know how it goes. It was it was like all easy, breezy, beautiful. It yeah. wasn't bullying. It wasn't any of that. And what's so interesting is now that I've clicked in to the feeling part, I can't let them down. That's huge. That's huge. Especially because, I mean, you literally just gave me my, you know, what is it? Not my subtext or my mantra, but you know, it's kind of like in branding, there's like the, the, you know, the description of the, of the main point of the branding, but um, you know, it all comes back to, and it's so simple that it's, that is, it is literally the thing that we overlook all the time is the feeling that we get inside about anything. You know, and that that is giving us so much information about ourselves, about where we are in our state of mind, about if we're, you know, in alignment with our career, if we're in alignment with our relationships, our body is constantly letting us know it's always there. A million percent. And the thing that I've learned over this summer you have so much more control than yes. you will ever be able to grasp. Yes. And a massive part of that control is how you show up in the world every single day. And that's the part that is never over. No. And one of the little things that I try to do is smile. Even when I'm alone in the car, this is LA traffic, blah, blah, blah. I smile at strangers driving by. Yeah. And just that little, I know this sounds so hokey. Oh my God, Theodore put it on a sticker. You know, I should have a badge, but it's that little thing. And when my husband calls, I used to be like, why are you calling me? I'm busy. I'm, I'm traffic. I'm rushed. I'm whatever. I smile and I my tone changes, everything changes. And it's just that little thing. And even if I'm feeling like crap, that's when I smile even more because it brings everything up because, you know, yeah, you're going to feel like crap sometimes, or you're going to be in that, in that moment. And you're like, I don't want to feel like this. And you just brighten it up. And you know what? I had to almost kind of call it my like inner Stepford because it works. 
I it love that. absolutely works. <laughs> and especially in my home life where it's like, you know what? I've been staring at your face for two years because we've been working from home and doing all this stuff. And I love, you know, I love my husband. I adore him. But it's like, sometimes you're just like, what? Yeah. But I, I've changed the way that I come into those situations and it's changed everything. Yes. To where what I've realized, it's very hard to not be lovely to someone that's being wonderful. Yes, exactly. And yeah. even when it, you know what? It's like, it's not even, it's particularly when it's a situation that's rough around the edges. Yes. That is when you're tested. Yeah. I will never forget. I wrote, a, I read a book called be nice or else. And I'll never forget. I was in hair school and quick little sideline story. Quick, quick, quick. I was on my way to speak on a panel. I'm a 19. <laughs> One of my instructors was driving me. He gets pulled over. And actually, he's a, a, a gentleman of color. Oh, shoot. I'm the white gay guy in the back of the car. And there's someone else there. I can't remember race or whatever. It doesn't matter. We end up at the sheriff's station. Oh, no. In the middle of BFW Nowhere, Ohio. Yes. It was an insurance miss. It, he had paid his insurance. It was some miss thing in the computer. But we end up at the... I'm talking like a correctional facility sheriff's office. Like, scary. Oh, no. And in the back of that car, I remember... I can either freak the F out or... I can just sit here and breathe and be calm. Yes. And the whole point of it, they call it being forward focused, focused on the solution, not the problem. Yes. And he sorted it out. We got there. I missed a little bit of a cocktail hour. I never mentioned a thing. I spoke on the panel. It was fabulous, whatever. And I realized I was like, I could have made such a scene which would have changed nothing except for my experience and the experience of those around me. And so that's the whole point. You have that control. Yes. You just might not realize it. Yes. And that's, I mean, it's so huge, Teddy, because I mean, what you're ultimately referring to is presence because when we are present, that's when we have our common sense at our fingertips and our common sense is very helpful it doesn't toss us into, you know, becoming an asshole in a situation like that to then end up putting stink on everybody else's day and then putting stink on the rest of your experience of the day either. You know, it's amazing because, you know, it's kind of like when I talk to folks about trying to understand what it feels like to be free of thought completely and how, you know, because kind of like what you're talking about is, is everything that's going on in our mind we don't realize until the moment that we do realize it, we don't realize that we have choices in there. We don't realize that we can 
be seduced by this entire story that we have going on in our head, whatever that is, judgment, insecurity, or just a pictures, stories, whatever. We can be seduced by that and then have, our, have that be the thing that um, drives our behavior. Or we can see our mind flipping out and go, instead, I'm going to be present here in the moment. And like you said, in the car, I'm going to come back here and I'm just going to breathe and see what happens, right? That was you choosing without you realizing it at the moment, but that was you choosing to not get seduced by your mind and your state of mind and stay right in the moment and just see what unfolded. And you had, you saw that you had choice there. People don't realize that you actually are in charge of your experience 100% of the time. And that's what you're illustrating with all of what you're talking about today. And it's so huge. And it goes two ways. The way of somebody affecting you. And I had another experience in hair school where the, the long and short of it is I gave away my power over my reaction and my reaction was explosive. Yep. I got suspended from hair school because oh, wow. I lashed out on a teacher because she basically told me to cheat. And I was so emotionally wrapped up in this school and I was working three jobs and driving an hour each way in the snow, my little blue Saturn. And this meant so much to me. And her flippant attitude was diminishing the work that I was doing. And I'm like, I, the kid in high school would have been like, I'll cheat all day, but not the person who was standing in front of this woman. And I lost my shit. And the thing was, is my, the owner of my hair school, Nicole, who I adore, Still, we're, we're still very close. She said, you gave away your power. And that's how she suspended me. And I will never forget that. Yes. And I'm not going to lie to you and say it never happened again. But I'm going to tell you, it's happened a heck of a lot less than it ever would have had I not had that experience. So that's the outside coming in. The yes. other side of the coin is the inside going out. Yes. In that you are in charge, yes, like of just so much good, bad, or otherwise. Like, yes, last night I made a lovely dinner for Matt and I, and we had some wine and we had the music on, and I plated it beautifully. And this is something that I want to share with, with your listeners. One of the things that is so easy to fall into is what I call the resistance. And the resistance is that voice inside of your head that says, oh, why light the candle? It's just us. What is just us? Is there some other fantastic relationship around the corner that you're going to go light that candle for that we don't know about? Exactly. Or are you happy with this person? And doing that little extra step might just set the tone for a lovely evening. Yes. And it, it's just something that you can repeat in many different ways. And the more on top of my home life I am, because I am the homemaker and that word has been terrorized and beaten to death. And I own my, my truth. That's my job. That's another thing that I, that I want to say. Someone will be like, oh, you pick, pick up a glass or you'll do this or you'll do that. Oh, that, don't worry. That's not your job. It is my job. My job is not to pay the bills 
or the mortgage or deal with math. My job is to cook and clean and laundry and decorate and flowers. That's my, that's my scene. Yes. When we go and travel, I unpack the bags. Like he makes sure I don't lose my boarding pass. And (laughs) and the thing is I have really clearly, this is only in the past, over the summer, we'll just call it the summer, defined my roles and responsibilities in such a crystal clear way it is so freeing, Jesse. What was what were we doing before? Like we we fell into this silly pattern of I cook, he cleans. I can clean like the best of them, and I know where everything goes. He's always lost. Why can't I just do both? Let him put his feet up with a glass of wine. Because guess what? I'm not worried about the responsibilities that he takes care of for me. Yeah. And it has changed everything. Everything's just easier and breezier. And I woke up this morning and I had a really early morning. And I, you know, sometimes most of the morning, it's like we have a little light classical, we light a candle, we have our coffee. I give him his coffee or he gives me my coffee, whoever's sort of like waking up at the moment, whatever. And this morning I had to pop up and breeze out at uh, be out at seven. And you know, the house was clean. I had cleaned the kitchen the night before. I had a little project on the kitchen table that I thought ahead. I was like, well, Matt's going to need to work on this kitchen table. Let me get this out of his life. So when he wakes up, everything is as it should be. He'll walk the dogs and everybody lives their best life. And when I came home, he had worked out, done the dogs, worked all the things. The house looks great and everybody's happy. And listen, it's not like that every single day, but when you plan and when you take care of the things that you are in control of, what that does, and I have this little quote, I don't know if it's right here, but good housekeeping softens the edges of everyday life. Oh, I feel that deeply. Yes. And that's the total thing. It's, did we run out of this? Do we have food? Do we have, you know, are we going to run out of dogs? Like all the things that could happen when you handle that and take that seriously, when the world goes to hell in a handbasket and you come home, that's where you recharge your batteries. If it's a hot mess, all you have is a cord with no brick to plug it into the wall. Yes. And you ain't going to get recharged without no brick. Nope. This is beautiful. So in, in, for me, what my takeaway is from this, Teddy, is honestly, I'm, I'm reflecting on my own life to where I could even feel like I get to where I would like to define some more things for myself as far as my home life goes, um, because that sounds just really wonderful, you it know? Is, it is the key to the gate of freedom. It is. I can, I can, well, I can feel it. I can feel it hearing it from you. And I'm sure everybody who's listening right now feels the same way. And you let know? me please, I'm raising my hands, friends, so <laughs> high that my fingers are going to jump out of my wrists. Please understand this messaging has nothing to do with gender and no. everything to do with what you're good at. Yes. That's it. 
Yes. You know what? Yes. You don't need to be Meryl Streep. Okay. Meryl Streep can be any actor in anything, right? Yes. Go with the easy thing. Okay. (laughs) If you're Jerry Seinfeld, just be Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld is not going to go play a role being someone else. Right. Right. Don't do that to yourself. Yes. Go with what works. And it doesn't mean, you know what, if someone's good at cooking and someone's good at cleaning, great. If someone's good at math and someone's good at this, great. You just write down all the crap that you have to do. And you, you divide and conquer yes. and you own it. And guess what? It's just like a job because when you leave your job to go on vacation, you set it out of office, you make sure your stuff is wrapped up, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go travel. I make a couple extra meals and freeze them for my husband because my job is the food. So yep. I go to the market. I do this. I make sure we have dog food. And look, I'm not saying I'm perfect all the time, but what I am saying is Knowing that that is my role and that I own that part of our world, it is my job to sort that out. And so if I sort it out, whether I'm here or not, it's all good. And as my career gets busier and I'm making more money and my, my time is less available, I am the one who will be in charge of divvying up those jobs, but they're still on me because all of a sudden, just because he's traveling that doesn't mean that the light bill don't get paid or that the whatever, like, you know, we all have to pull our weight. And when we know what that weight is, we can own it. Yes. And it's and- freeing. Cause then there's, there aren't those little microaggressions. Yeah. Oh, are you going to take out the trash? Are you, are you going to leave those shoes by the door? You know, those are microaggressions that will absolutely drive you insane. Yes. I and if to, I could, oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. No, I used to like kind of roll my eyes when I would wake up in the morning and like his clothes were there from the night before. But now I actually am like, no, this is my thing. I reset the room I and I feel like, you know, uh, Snow White with all my little birds chirping around. And I know that when I leave a room, it looks like a hotel. That's, but that's how I want to live. And I love, I respect my husband and we have a good relationship and I love being able to take care of him. And it's part of what I've always wanted. Yes. And I've had, I've learned to um, sort of slide into that nurturing, soft kindness at home And this is another thing when people are like, oh, my husband's my best friend. That might work for a lot of people. That's fine. But I don't want to talk to my husband the way I talk to my best friend. It's different. It's a different respect. And so I have found and I'm working on it constantly, a different way to sort of come into those situations. That's beautiful, Teddy. And the thing that's what I'm feeling too, that could be where to me, I'm seeing the influence of this, the implications of this, even outside of the home is the clearer that people start to get on the things that they are really good at and they want to do, then start defining that and implementing that into your life, even if it's on a small scale. And this could be not having to do with housework, but this could be career, this could be relationship. What is important to you? What is what, what comes naturally to you? And start from there, start to define 
almost like redefine who you are. And really what it is, is you coming back to yourself. But the clearer you get on that, because everything that you're saying as I'm watching you speak and hearing you speak, is that I can see you as 12, 13-year-old Teddy at your grandparents' house making the beautiful setting at, you know, of, of the kitchen table and, and have of the dinner with the candles. So to me, it's like there's, there's these through lines of things that we know from such a little, from such a small age, because we, you know, and sometimes it takes us going to the back 40 to come back around to see it and go, oh my God, I'm literally using my skills that I had as a small person, you know, like my, my mom always shares this story about when my aunt, my mom and I were out shopping and this older lady comes up, you know, we were in like, you know, Macy's or something wine stocks at the time, you know, and you know, this, this older gal comes up to me and I was like six or seven. And she was like, Oh, what's your name? And I was like, Jesse Lane Gentry, Douglas Smith. And I just, so I was so, I said my whole big name and I, and I was really connecting. And even though that seems kind of simple and natural for me, that has been my skill and what I love to do from that, from a tiny age is connecting, connecting to others, hearing other people's stories, all of these, you know, so really it's amazing how, as I've gone through different careers kind of in navigating, you know, you know, let me try this, let me try that. Cause it's things that I really truly wanted for myself, but it's amazing how it, I still get pulled right back into just who am I on the inside and bringing that out and bringing that forward. And the more I've defined that for myself, the more life just unfolds in a beautiful way. And, and as far as success goes, relationships, feeling really full and full of love because you're connecting to your true self. So there's like these pieces of what you're talking about that I think are really important for all of us to reflect on about our home life. Look at what you love to do. What is it that is important to you? And really start to define that for yourself so you can implement it into your life because it's going to make you feel, like you said, it's so much more freeing when you, when you notice these things and start to take care of them for yourself. Even if you are, you know, somebody who's living on your own, so there's that piece that is so huge. And then the bigger lesson from what you're saying to me is, is that it's, it's, it's no different when it comes to not just your home life, but all of, all of who you are and how you present yourself in, in the world and what you bring forward. That's where it starts. Yep. That's the thing. And once you learn whatever that is, is and it doesn't have to be your job it doesn't have to be just your interests and things like that once you really do get clear on that then you share it yes and that's that's sort of the completion of the circle if that makes sense and i i will just say it's just that part is so freeing yes because I mean, even if it's work, hopefully you get to collaborate with people and bring people in. And the more that I've shared, people just show up out of the woodwork. It is the strangest thing. <laughs> and, it, and it comes in 
so many different ways. For me recently, podcast reviews that have made me cry. Like voicemails on my hotline. It is so interesting to me. I, I never, I had to just share it to get it out of my lungs almost. Yes. And on my podcast, I don't have notes. I, I just do it. And it's so interesting. The clearer I get on a message, bam, they just come out of the woodwork. And, and that audience, the people, it makes me again, feel not alone but then I'm making them not feel alone. And it's just such a joy. And, and the same thing can happen in whatever kind of growth you're looking for in your life. Once you really get clear on it, don't keep it to yourself. Share those stories. And that's, you know, being vulnerable, being open. And, you know, as a, someone who's in media, like I've always been very guarded about certain things that I share and certain things that I don't share. And the more that I've kind of like eased up on those restrictions, the more big things show up for me and also community and help. Yes. I'm looking at one of them right now. You, I have an incredible assistant that I found on Instagram because they reached out and liked what I was doing. I have an intern in Oklahoma who has literally grown up in high school watching my stuff, knows everything that I've ever done, could tell you the brand of salt in every one of my shaker and where the thing that it was actually in is in. And... (laughs) And these people are showing up for me and helping me broaden the message and also share it in a way that is in better service to whoever's looking for it. And now it's like, I'm not talking about widgets and brand strategy. I'm now talking about a mission. Yes. That gets me up early AF. (laughs) <laughs> that 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 is so much easier than it ever has been in the past. Beautiful. This hour has gone like <laughs> that. <laughs> so, I mean, in the I'm I I hate to to edit you in any way, but I there is one question that I'm I'm ending every interview with, so I've got to ask it, even though I think you've kind of a- answered it in in this whole podcast. But um, what moves you, Teddy? Whatever your interpretation is of that question, whatever bubbles up immediately, what moves you? That's a great question. Hmm. I'm like, I'm going to have to take a second on this one. (laughs) It can be spiritually, emotionally, doesn't matter. What moves me at the end of the day is creating experience, creating joy, 
I'm the I'm better at creating it almost than I am on receiving it. If I go to a beautiful hotel, I'm I'm like, how can I bring this home? Like, how can I like I'm always kind of so that that's what moves me. It's like that creating that magic, creating that experience and sharing it with anybody. Yes. Beautiful. And I think to kind of pull in what, what you had just finished talking about right before I asked you that question, it sounds to me like you are being um, more moved than you've ever been before in the past by the impact that you are creating with what you are waking up in other people. I, for the past five years, my depression was five years. I feel so called to pull more people through this journey than I ever have. It's, it's, it's just real now. And, and what's so interesting is it's just not about, I've been so caught up in algorithms and numbers and how many do you have this and how many, and all of these markers that fit in these lovely little boxes that brands love to use and that buyers love to use. We call anybody who wants to like put you on TV, you call them buyers. Um, and like all of that just like doesn't do it for me anymore. It's all about my audience and helping my people. And that message in its many forms will have the opportunity to be seen by the right people. That is one of the biggest things that I've learned as well. I am not a missionary. I am not knocking on your door telling you that you should love homemaking or that you should love design or that you should love any of these things. I am now in a place where I know there are so many people that are already there that want help, that want community, that want a friend to banter with about all of those things. And I'm finding that every day, every single day. And it's just so freeing. <sighs> well, you have put a sparkle and a tear in my eye. as Thank you so much again for joining me on the podcast, Teddy. I know for a fact this is going to be so eye-opening for so many people. You are a gem. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I will come back anytime and talk your ear off. <laughs> awesome. And really quickly, I do need to do the, the, uh, the housekeeping. Where can people find you? So people can find me. My website is theodoreleaf.com. I also have a podcast called Canyon Home, which I release on Wednesdays, inspired by someone that I might be talking with. <laughs> I literally was like, all my favorite people come out on Wednesdays. So I'm going to as well. Um, and Instagram, everything's on at Theodore Leaf, but uh, come and let me know if any of this resonated with you. And um I will write you back. I write everybody back. I just do. I'm not that big yet. So I can still, (laughs) 
<laughs> I can still uh, still handle that. They'll be talking to you, not an assistant yet. No, no, they won't be talking to an assistant. No, 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 no. Yeah, um, no, it's all it's all real. That's wonderful. Thank you again, Teddy. And I would love to have you back. We will we will more than likely do another round of these. This is just absolutely magnificent. Thank I'm you. I'm here for it. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me and Teddy Leaf, Theodore Leaf. Again, theodoreleaf.com. Yes. Yes. Canyon Home, the podcast. And we will be talking to you soon. Thank Thanks, you. everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to What Moves You with Jesse. Let's stay connected. You can find more ideas and strategies on being human on my Instagram at What Moves You with Jesse. Sign up for my newsletter or learn more about working with me at WhatMovesYouWithJesse.com. And please rate and review the show and let us know what you think and what resonated. I read every single review. They mean so much to me. You can also call in on our hotline with your thoughts on what resonated there too. It is always live at 818-646-JESS. That's 818-646-JESS. What Moves You with Jesse is produced by Mike McGraw and Tinker City Music. Now, let's take a deep breath and give ourselves permission to live in this moment for what truly moves you.